Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. today was really putting putting a stamp on it, especially when Nicole went, got up and went for this whole healing thing. When 15 people got measures of healing and some full measures of healing, he was saying, believe again. Believe again. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will forever and always will be the Lamb upon the throne. He will always be pouring out this Holy Spirit upon us because we live in the now and we don't live in the not yet. So living in the now, we can draw from heaven. And guess how we draw from heaven? We draw from heaven by what? Faith. We draw from heaven by faith. I was in Scotland for many years, and I was fishing. I wasn't fishing. I was sitting in a boat reading, reading a book while all my friends were fishing. Okay, Fishing to me is boring, you know? I mean, wow. Notice my foot is going. Sorry, you notice my foot is going. Now, Greg catches fish, so, I, you know, he doesn't count. Anyway, <laughs> but my foot, foot is going. But the way they fish in Scotland, they, they, they fly fish. They, so there, there's always action. But it was a sunny day, and you don't catch fish in Scotland on Loch Leven on a sunny day. Beautiful. Mary, Queen of Scots, was captured in a castle on Loch Leven. The water was beautiful. The sun was gorgeous. And I'm laying in the boat, being an American with my shirt off reading a book called The Invisible Kingdom. It's the only good book. No, I won't say it. It's a good book. But anyway, it's a book, and I'm laying, I'm laying in the boat, and I'm reading this book, and all of a sudden, I come to this passage, and I said, hey, guys, listen to this. And they all said, yeah, well, what's up? I said, man, you got to listen to this. He says that, that uh, the kingdom of God is an invisible kingdom, yet it's tangible. And by faith, we can reach into the kingdom of God and pull out what we need for our lives in the now. And as soon as I said now, a fish this big jumped out of the boat, out of the water, into the boat, and flopped all the way down to my feet. Yes, yeah, exactly what we did. We went, whoa. And the Lord was making a point. And I was the only one to caught a fish that day. So anyway. So I was the only one. But you know, that's what I had to do. I had to, I had to, we, it was so true. And, it, and, it, and if anything in the kingdom is true, is that the kingdom of God is in heaven. And we pray and we say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on where? Earth. Everybody do this and say earth. Your earth. This is where the kingdom, this is where Jesus wants to come and reign and rule. That's where he wants to come. He wants to be in this earth. Because he knows when he comes into this earth, and we do what we did earlier, the river flows out. We're able to touch other earth so that they can be delivered out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, transferred. That's the mission. That's the goal of Jesus. The other, just, just a side thought. It was funny. I was walking. I was telling Patty what I was going to speak on. And uh, she told me, and, 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 never mind, I'm not going to tell you what she told me, but anyway, but anyway, so, so 
this, 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 this other message that nobody's going to li listen to this morning. But anyway, the, the thing that, that really got me this week is I was, I was uh, meditating and thinking about the kingdom of God and, and what it looks like in all of its facets and forms. I mean, it's huge. A guy named George Ladd uh, wrote a, a great book. I would encourage you to read it, all about the kingdom. It's really foundational for all, almost every person who, who's in healing ministry today. George Ladd was born in 1911, was part of Fuller Theological Seminary, did a great job. But, but he talks about the reason why Jesus came. See, he came from kingdom of heaven to bring kingdom of heaven to earth in bodily form. In, get this, the God of the universe chose to be one of us. Philippians 2 says he emptied himself of everything to become like us. And then, because he loved his father so much, he loved his father so much that he went to the cross, despising its shame for us, the joy set before him, for us. So he came in the, in the, as the great mystery, and his primary purpose was to reveal father to earth, to our earth, to re reveal father. And everything he did, Everything he did was trying to do that. Every parable he spoke, every person who was healed, his whole life and ministry was to reveal the Father through him in bodily form so people on this planet could get it. That's basically it. And so the mystery is that he became man, but at the same time, he was the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. That's a mystery, guys. I can't figure that one out. But that's who he was. And he came and, 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 and it was to, I was out walking with my son yesterday. I've got one of my sons that, uh, that uh, just moved back from Athens, uh, Ohio. And we've been working out together and going for long walks together, which has been really, really encouraging. But uh, yesterday we were walking. Yesterday we were walking. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm walking and I see a little bag at the very end of our, of our walk, a little bag. And I looked look down at it, and Nathan looked down at it, and I said, I said, what's that? Oh, it's probably one of those Bible verses, Dad, that people lay around. I said, no, seriously. And, and, I, and I pick it up, and it, sure enough, <laughs> it says this, I and the Father are one. I went, wow. Father's trying to make a point that when Jesus came, he says, if you have seen me, guess who you see? You see the Father. That's why Jesus came, primarily to reveal the Father and to encourage us. And so signs and wonders and all that stuff happened with Jesus. And then something amazing happened at the, at the day of Pentecost. You know, the you know, disciples are there watching Jesus go up. The veil in the temple had already been rent. When Jesus breathed his last, so the Father then had access to us, and we have access to him, which is pretty amazing. And then they hung out for 40 days. You know, and I often wonder, I told Patty the other day, I often wonder, you know, Jesus appeared to 500. Where'd they go? Where did they go? And I wonder if they were part of the group that was waiting. And by day 10, some of them left. And by day 20... More of them left. And by 30, maybe some more of them left. And by day 38, Peter was already going fishing. I mean, 
it's a joke. It was just, he, he, he was a brink. But anyway, so, you know, Peter, you know, come on. <laughs> was, he was a little bit impulsive. So anyway, then what happened was there was this amazing, amazing thing that happened was, was that heaven came to earth, the kingdom came to earth. And made it possible for us to be kingdom people today empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? And so it's, it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. And, 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 and the reason why it is is because our faith isn't perfect. My faith, I don't know about you guys, but my faith isn't perfect. But guess what? I keep, st- the, the biggest deal of the kingdom, I've been around a long time, you know, you know the the real issue of the kingdom. How to receive the kingdom? Show up. Just show up. I'm showing up today. Matter of fact, it might mean showing up from one minute to the next minute. I'm showing up now. I wasn't all here then, but I've showed up now. And because I've showed up, guess what? I have the Holy Spirit living in me, and He's upon me, and He's with me, and He goes wherever I go. And wherever I go, guess who goes? The kingdom goes. Everywhere we go, the kingdom goes. And we receive it by faith. Last story, I was in England. Patty and I, oh, i got to show my kids. Let me show my grandkids real quick. And I hope you all have seen that. That's believe. <laughs> there they are. Yeah, they're cuter than your grandkids, I'll tell you what. Anyway, they're really cool kids. My son married a beautiful lady named Vanessa. She's Navajo. And so now we, we are, uh, the Bowen clan has, or Navajo. We have Navajo flowing through the Bowen veins. And uh, I'm really excited because I, I am the last of the Bowens, but now we have two more to carry on the name. So I'm really excited. So that's part of what we get to do. We travel. Uh, just flip down to the next picture real quick. I want to see where, what that one was. Oh, yeah, that's, that's me and Patty traveling. <laughs> it's really fun to travel with her. Uh, she does laugh all the time. I'm sorry, but she does. I mean, it's like nonstop laughing. So anyway, here we are, and uh, I always think that is a picture of our life. I'm doing this. Oh my gosh, what did we do? And she's having a blast, man. We're having so 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 much fun. So anyway, that's that's kind of kind of the picture and. Uh, I'd like just to, can I give you four quick points, what to do if you're, if you're in the D word and you're in, frankly, my dear, I don't give a D. Could I? I always do this here. I say things I, I, I think I shouldn't have said. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Okay, number one, how do we get that out of it? How do we, we, we move from, from the Ds to inherit the promises and to believe again? Number one, shift our attitudes and our mindset. It's all here, folks. That's where the battle is. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed in, in the spirit of your mind, in your mind. May be renewed in the spirit of your mind so that you may be transformed. Guess what? Transformation takes some time. Have you guys figured that out? Uh, it, wouldn't it be great if we were just like instant saints and instant people, and, you know, or just like Jesus all the time? Well, there's a battle here, and, and I just want to encourage you that the disciples and us, we were in good company. They didn't get it either. They were with him for three years, and, you know, Tom, Thomas, Jesus, I'm, I'm going to my father. I'm, I'm on, on the way to my father. Thomas, or, or one of the guys says, hey, uh, yeah, what's Thomas? He says, uh, 
what's the way? Where's the way going? And who's the way? And Jesus is going, inside he's going, oy vey, oy vey. <laughs> Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Philip, next guy. Hey, Philip says, uh, he's, he's talking to him, and Jesus says, says uh, he says, uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm. I. I am my father one, and I'm. I'm gonna show you the father. And Philip says, uh, "The father, the father. Can you show us plainly the father? Can you? And this is after three and a half years. Can you? Who's the father? Show us plainly the father." And Jesus goes, "Oy vey, oy vey, oy vey." Hits his forehead, and he says, "I and the father are one." And if you don't believe me because of me standing here saying that I and the Father are one, my words, do me a favor. Rewind the tape and believe that I and my Father are one for all the miracles that I have done. And so even those guys, if they're three years being with Jesus, they, had, they were still in process of re renewing their mind. Even though they had been with Jesus, they are still in the process of renewing their mind. So we have to shift our mindset and, uh, and really begin to dwell upon the things of God. So read good books. Read George Ladd's book on George Ladd's book on the kingdom. It do you good. The other thing you can do, just going to do an unabashed plug, attend foundations. Because really, the deeper your foundation, the higher the house can go. And some Christians have never really mastered the foundations. That's why the class. It is true. It's true, Greg, isn't it? So number two, all right, change your confession. Okay. Change the way you speak about yourself and about your situation. And uh, I, I'm the world's worst. I have to really guard my tongue because I, I, I can, I mean, I can really get it out there if I want to, and you can too. And sometimes I think, even, even myself, because uh, I'm wired as an introvert, extrovert. So right now I'm extroverting. But most of the time I can walk around in my house and not say a word for three hours and everything's quite fine. It just doesn't faze me. And the Lord challenged me and says, don't do that. What you're thinking in your head, speak out. I am the righteousness of God found in Christ Jesus. God's not giving me a spirit of bondage again to fear, but he's giving me a spirit of adoption whereby I can cry out, Abba, Father. God's not giving me a spirit of timidity again to fear. He says he's giving me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Matter of fact, I am the righteousness of God by faith. By faith, I am the righteousness of God. I may have sinned, but guess what? He is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's a lot better than living in your head. And I just want to tell you something. If you're not speaking to yourself, you're crazy. You are. You're crazy. Because it's the very words that we speak sometimes bring the entrapments that we find ourselves when we're in the D's. Even in the doldrums, you know. And I can easily go there. And the Lord wants to lift us out. Patty and I have lived this. So we, we were really in the D's for a long time. And so we, we had, a, had a sign that's in our house. It's, it's one of those big circle signs with a red circle with a, a red slash in it. It says, no whining. No whining. No whining allowed in this house. We're not going to whine. So that can help. Number three, Jude wrote an amazing book talking about the last days and talking about deceiving 
believers and all the trouble stuff and all that stuff. It's kind of similar to thing, same things that uh, were happening. But he, he wrote this and he said this, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourself, where? In the love of God. Guess what works really good through love? Faith works best through love. And so faith and love are really connected, and hope is really connected, too. And that's part of, part of the still. So not just believe again, but hope again. Hope, believe that the light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train. But I can't keep you in the love of God. I can't. Nicole can't keep you in the love of God. Greg can't keep you in the love of God. Only you can keep yourself in the love of God. And how do you do that? You believe again, you speak again, you read books, you get into the word, you, you hang out with believers, you do all the basics which are foundations, then some. And guess what? Again, it's all about just showing up and putting one foot and forward the next day. Whatever happened yesterday was yesterday. Today's a brand new day with new mercies. And so I'm going to live this way today. I'm going to live in faith today, believing that all that God has said over me, he will accomplish. Because he ain't finished with me yet. And my wife goes, amen. He's not finished with you yet, you big chicken. Anyway, okay. She knows me well. So keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. And then lastly, it's really important, just really lastly, it's really, really important. Hope or faith, or, or faith okay, hope or faith is not found anywhere except through Jesus. It's Jesus. It's knowing him and making him known. When we know him, we can then make him known. And he wants to be known by us. It's not like, it's not like Jesus doesn't want to know you. He's like, hey, hang out with me. Hang out with me. How do you hang out with Jesus? How do, you, how do you hear his voice? What do you do to draw near to him? Because that's where faith and hope comes back from. But let me tell you, if you're in the D's, it's hard to do anything. I'm just telling you. I've been there. It's hard to do anything. But guess what? Discipline gets you through until discipline becomes delight. And believe me, sometimes it's a process. My process, folks, was over two years to get to where I am today from being down there. Two years. Through faith and patience, we do what? Inherit the promises. So what did I do? I had to practice my disciplines. What are my disciplines? Every morning I wake up, good morning, Lord. Not, oh, Lord, it's morning. On my iPad, reading Tyndall's daily devotion, reading the Word of God. The Lord challenged me, this whole thing about belief. Steve, I want to challenge you in faith. I've been binging on faith scriptures. I've read Hebrews, 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 Hebrews 11, Hebrews. I'm like, Hebrews. I'm just in Hebrews all the time. Or I'm reading about Jesus in the Gospels. I'm marveling at what he did. And then sometimes what I'll do, which is because I'm a worshiper. I used to be a worshiper, worship leader. I'll get my guitar out. And I'll come somewhere and I'll find a place. And I'll wail. And sing. I was up in the up in the room up there. <laughs> and I was singing the song to the Lord. I don't even know what this means. But I want to see your glory. 
I don't even know what it means. I've never seen the manifest glory of God. I've never seen dust fall from the sky. I've never seen that, but so I don't even know what it means, but I want to see your glory. So hide me in the rock. Hide me in the rock as you pass by. Because I don't want to be consumed. Moses was smart enough to ask to be hidden. Or the Lord was smart enough to, to hide Moses. Because seeing God's glory in full, full ramped up glory, folks, we'd be crispy critters. Just telling you. Because he is a holy, awesome God. So, discover, however it is, keeping yourself in the love of God. It's, they're kind of connected where... What you do is you keep yourself in the love of God, and at the same time, you, you remember that your faith is in a person in whom our expectation rests. Our expectation rests in him. And hope, see hope, faith, hope, and love, they're all three connected. Hope is the confident expectation of good to come. And Jesus is the good that has come into our lives. He's the one that's delivered us out of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. We're here, we're not there, but we're in the now. We can draw from the now to bring down to here so that we don't have to live in the D's. And that's the truth. That's the truth. And a lot of people have to walk their way through it. And you know what I like about what I'm, I'm learning more about Upper Room? You don't have to go there alone. You can go there with people. Because guess what? None of us are strong enough or smart enough or wise enough to make it alone. I don't care who you are. I've been around. You know, I've been around. And the guys who try to do it alone, you can do it alone for a long time. You can suck it up and do it alone a long time. And But guess what? Sometimes those... There's a big crash at the end of it. And then you need to be have, you need some relationships. You need relationships who can lift you up and encourage you so you're not just in the D's, but you can move on from the D's into hope. You can have expectation. And through faith, through faith, you can inherit the promises. Let's stand. Okay. Who are those who needs to, I'm just going to go for it because we're family, you know, and we're just going to, you know, if you're not comfortable with this, as a friend of mine, I'm working with a, a friend of mine who's African American church right now having a blast. He, you know what he says from the front? I'm not scared of you. Nope, not scared of you at all. So I'm not scared of you, but I'm gently beseeching you. But if you're one of those pe people that you're saying, I need to believe again. Would you just raise your hand? I need to believe again. Just keep them up. I need to believe again. Okay. Okay, keep them, keep them up. I mean, you know, keep them up. Everybody look around. Those guys who have their hands up, there's a few there. Okay, the other, the other group of people, the people who are in the Ds, the Ds. If you're a person in the Ds, this is a big risky one for you. If that's you, just raise your hand, man. I'm battling the D's. You're battling the D's. Anybody else battling the D's? Battling the D's? Battling the D's? Okay, church, gather around them. Hold up your hands and let the people gather around them, please. Just go wherever they are. This is what Upper Room does, isn't it, Nicole? I think this is this is this isn't church normal. This is church real. <laughs> okay, if you're battling the D's. If you need faith, ask them. Say, hey, you're battling the D's. 
And then I want, what I want you to do, for those who are battling disease, the Word of God says encourage one another while today is still called today. And what you can do by faith is just pour courage into their hearts. Father, we release courage now in Jesus' name. We just release courage right now into their hearts, Lord. We say yes to you. We say yes to your promises. We say yes, oh God, that, we, she, that people don't have to battle by themselves. So we say yes that we're a body. We say yes that the Holy Spirit releases kingdom power and kingdom grace that people may be free. We declare that in Jesus' name. We declare it in Jesus' name. We declare it. Father, those who need to believe again, so Lord, now inject faith. Lord, your word says hope deferred makes a heart sick. And so, Lord, we say heal their hearts. Heal their hearts. Heal their hearts, Lord. Pour into those. Pour into those who need to believe again. Heal their hearts, Lord, today. Heal their hearts. Heal their hearts. Pour encouragement and hope into them today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You guys could just gather back. Just in closing, I'm, I'm just one, want to just want to read something to you. Yeah. Thank you, God. The way I encourage myself in the Lord, and the way I keep myself in the love of God, is uh, basically nonstop worship, usually. Um, in my car, driving, waking up. And uh, when Patty and I were going through something really bad, we, we, we found an album called Life Worship Live from Bradford, England that revolutionized uh, some of our thinking and brought us out. And they have a song called Kingdom Come. And I want to read just read the words out. Father above, reveal who you are as the heavens touch earth. Our hearts will be stirred for kingdom come. Your kingdom is real, so build it in me. Where forgiveness is sown and healing just flows so free and so wide. My daily bread, my yes and amen. May you bless and provide and see my life outworks your heart. Isn't that great? That my life outworks your heart. Now, as we pray, O oh Lord, have your way, we will see through your eyes and call every life to come back home. And then the chorus is, let your will be done to your name be all praise and glory. Let heaven's reign be seen on the earth. Every soul be one, and your name be seen as holy, holy. Let heaven's reign be seen on earth. If you agree with that, just tap your chest one more time and say, Our earth. Father, we thank you, God, that your kingdom is now. And we thank you, Father, it's through faith, walking daily with you in patience, that we inherit the promises. And so, Father, today we just say, release faith into our hearts. Again, draw us to Jesus, Father, again. Jesus, draw us to the Father's love again. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are the seven I, I am's to us. They're just not for unbelievers. They're for us. That you are the vine. You are the gate. You are the bread. The very bread that we need, Lord. You are the way, the truth, and the life. 
You are the resurrection. That's who you are. That's who you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God